a crazy subway attack in Japan has everyone thinking, what type of society do we live in? Then we discover a microwave that has a unique setting. It can tell the future. And finally, we take a look at the bizarre and terrifying science behind the question, do deaf schizophrenics hear voices? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys have tuned in for our Halloween special. That was it. That was all that was special about it was that intro. This has not seemed super Halloween-y. This whole month hasn't seemed super spooky to me. So this episode will this episode will be as haunted and Halloween-y as the rest. And speaking of Halloween-y, coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now, one of our newest Patreon supporters, he's totally dressed up. We thought this was going to be a huge occasion. Sorry, it's not. Everyone give a round of applause to Keen. Give a round of applause to Keen. Whoa, awesome outfit, bro. Keen, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. But yeah, there's just something weird about it. And almost to amplify my concerns about, is this how Halloweens are going to be in the future? Or is this just a one-off weirdo one? The last last Halloween was more Halloween, and we were locked inside of our houses. Last Halloween, you couldn't even go anywhere. And this seems less Halloween-y than that. Although I guess guess global pandemic does count as a Halloween scare. But Keen, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed all the way out to Japan for a breaking news story. Keen is flying us all the way out there. We're in the slowest vehicle, even though this is a breaking news story. This is pretty much going on right now. Everything's still pretty fluid. But in Japan, in a train station in Tokyo, we're, we're saving the dirigible. We're, we're above it. All this reading the newspaper, but what was happening in the Tokyo tunnels was terror. This is what happened. They haven't released this guy's name yet, but it's Halloween in Japan. Everyone's getting ready to go to different Halloween parties. Train. It's not, it's not like a steam engine down there. But, you know, subways still kind of make that noise. And there was a dude there dressed up as the Joker. So he's wearing like the classic Joker outfit, the like purple and green. And there's photos of this guy just kind of sitting there. And so I'm pretty sure these photos were taken after the fact. Which, if true, it's one of two things. There's a there's a photo of him just sitting there. And it's possible that someone snapped the photo of him because he was so weird before this even started. They're like, I gotta, when this guy starts to massacre me, I want to have evidence. But I have to say this. If the subway doors opened up and the police snapped a picture... Or probably took video, right? It's not like they still have to have like the camera, but this guy is chilling. This guy looks like a real-life Joker, not just in costume. But what apparently what he did was he was running through the subway train with a knife, and he began stabbing people. So this guy was walking around the train, he was stabbing people, and then he was spraying fluid, which originally was reported as some sort of acid, which I thought... Listen, Dead Rabbit Radio, I have to put Dead Rabbit Radio does not encourage acts of mass violence in any way, shape, or form at all. It's atrocious. I think if this guy dressed up as a Joker hopped out with a knife and started stabbing people, that's Jokerish. Joker would use like a butcher knife and things like that. 
And then he started, he goes, he goes, smell my flower. And acid is now shooting out of him. That is, that would be so insane. <laughs> not just literally, not just literally, because only an insane man would do that. But if a guy, if a guy dressed up as a supervillain started using supervillain weapons against the population, you couldn't help, but I'm trying, I'm trying to use very, very careful words that will not get this episode demonetized or simply just removed you have to it's like you there's an artistry to it i'm not saying it's good art for moral reasons i'm not saying it's good art there's so if somebody jumped up and started using cuz anyone can walk around with like a butcher knife that's nothing but butchers do it every day but if you also were shooting acid well i i i guess i i guess i'm kind of going off on a tangent he didn't use acid i was super disappointed when I was reading the news, I was like, oh, man, he didn't use acid. I had, a, I was making a little pennant that said Japanese Joker. I was going to be his biggest fan, but he didn't use acid. What he used was less super villainy, but, but it's actually far more terrifying. So I was disappointed that he wasn't like a super villain. He was spraying gas or some sort of lighter fluid, and then he lit it on fire. So he's stabbing people and trying to set people on fire. And there's photos of people trying to jump out of the... No one was killed. No one was killed through all of this. 17 people injured. But no one was killed. And here's a tip from a journalist. When we say 17 injured, that literally means someone who jumped out of the subway and, like, stubbed their toe or kind of twisted their ankle to uh, limbs missing. It's super misleading. For all I know, these 17... One of them is in, in serious condition, but even that is a trick. You can be in stable condition and have all your arms and legs have been ripped off by Dr. Octopus. But you're stable. You're not going to die. But so when they say like these people, like 17 people injured, that could literally be anything from twisted ankle to life-changing injury. I got a guy got half of his face burned off. He's like, no, no, I must become a supervillain as well. They're like, Johnny, no, you can come work for the firm. It's a call center. No. Anyone have a coin? Yeah, and it's funny because I read that article and I was not I was not his number one fan. I didn't get a crush on him or anything like that. But I did go, that's uh, interesting. And isn't that what we were always promised? This is my Halloween hypothesis here. This is what we were always promised. We are when when all these horror movies started up in the 1980s, 70s, what have you. Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger and Chucky and all these knuckleheads showing up on the scene, entertaining us or scaring us. I was terrified of all of those dudes. And we were always told by like the parents, teacher council or whoever, Tipper Gore, the government, media, whatever, that these movies were going to cause a bunch of copycat killings. And I remember as a kid being like, oh no, someone's going to dress up like Jason and like kill a bunch of people at a camp. And it never happened. It never happened. And for decades, we were told there's a link between violent movies and violence in real life. And you could say, well, this guy, because you're like, Jason, wait a second, didn't you just cover last week? I think it was last Friday. A woman who watched Jeepers Creepers one too many times and then chopped off her mom's head. Yeah, but this is what I'm getting at. She didn't kill her mom. She wasn't the creeper. She didn't dress up like the creeper and stalk her mom. She stabbed her a bunch of times, which, I mean, it's still totally horrific, right? But 
We were, I thought by now we'd have real life villains. I thought, like Unabomber, I remember when the Unabomber popped, Unabomber popped up. I, 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 just to be clear, I'm fully aware that the FBI and the CIA both listen to this podcast. I'm very well aware of that. When the Unabomber first popped up, I was not a fan of his work. I was not making a pennant that said Unabomber. Unabomber, I go, he's going to be our first supervillain. But again, <laughs> not a fan. My point is, is like, I thought we would have more supervillains by now. And I definitely thought we'd have more serial killers killing people like in movie ways. Like, who cares if you're a serial killer and you're driving up and down the freeways of America, snatching stranded hitchhikers? Okay, <laughs> the people who care are the hitchhikers and their families. But I mean, on a global scale, that's boring. People have been doing that since the highway has been invented. If you're a, if you are a budding serial killer and you happen to like Freddy Krueger, why would you then just go off and you know shoot people in the face? You should kill people. As if you were afraid, you should go into their dreams. You should be horribly burned by their avenging parents and then go into their dreams. Or if, I, I mean, think, okay, if I was really into the Friday the 13th movies, like super into them, and I watched them over and over and over and over and over again, I would, <laughs> hypothetically here at law enforcement, I would go to a summer camp and kill a bunch of people there over the course of a weekend. I wouldn't then just become, oh, I'm the, I'm the sprinkle killer and I kill people in Sprinkle Springs, Arizona. That's not cool, right? Uh, just to be clear, cool, this is the last time I'm going to say this. No killing, no no taking of human life or crime, mass casualty or otherwise, is cool. It's not cool. None of it is cool. But, like, if you're going to be inspired by these movies, then be... <laughs> basically, I'm saying let them inspire you. If, if you're being inspired by this movie... I would suggest not watching them anymore. They're rebooting Jeepers Creepers, actually. But um, <laughs> that's just a piece of movie trivia. I am not hoping, again, that people will begin to don the skin of their victims and fly around. But at the same time, that's kind of what we were told in the 80s and the 90s. And that is why I think Halloween is so lame this year. Because I wanted, I've been, I always had these expectations of the awesome Halloweens, and every Halloween's been pretty awesome. And even last year's, where we were locked in our house and government troops had amassed outside of our homes, locking us inside, couldn't go out. And now, this. It's lame. So, uh, get your act together, Halloween. That was a, that was a haunted Halloween rant. From Jason Carpenter, and also, apparently, Japanese Joker. We'll see if, like, eventually they're going to reveal his name. I'm curious about more information. I'm sure there'll be some YouTube videos of him talking about we live in a society and blah, 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 blah. But, yeah. A little disappointed you didn't use acid, bro. That that would have been, that would have been very Jokerific. You know... Fire, whatever. <laughs> There's a bunch of people there like, oh, burn. They're like, Jason, please. The fire was bad enough. Do not encourage him to come back with acid. Keen, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to drive away from Japan. We're going to take an underwater tunnel, and we're going to end up all the way back in a small town in the middle of America. It's one of those domed glass tunnels, so you can look and you can see like fish and stuff. And it's like that's a long drive. That's a long drive from Japan to America, but it's cool. Like whales are swimming by, and they're like giving high fives to like dolphins. 
<laughs> crushing the dolphin's bones. They're like, ah! That's the way killer whales say I hate you is by giving you a high five. We're in the small unnamed American town. And we're going to meet a young mother. She buys a little house. And she's standing outside the house. And she goes, this is dope. Like, this is our house now, little kid. I have not, I have not named you yet. I was going to buy a house first. Let's go inside and check it out. And then a couple months later, this little hairless dog is walking down the street. And she could let's name this woman Nancy. She could tell that the dog needed a place to go. So she adopts this dog. What's better? What a better way to start off a new house with a new dog? Is that a thing? Is that a thing people do? I don't know. I've never had neither. I've never had a dog or house. So with they name this little puppy Crypto. And what happens is over time, Crypto seems to have some major health problems. Some of them are minor. Some of them are just like, oh, my arm hurts, <laughs> which, which, which is a problem for a dog. The dog doesn't have arms, but my little paw hurts. And the major things was Crypto would have these long bouts of illnesses. And sometimes it would go on for a couple months, and then Crypto would get better, and then he'd get sick again. And you've taken him to the vet and all this stuff, and that's like, I don't know. That'll be $300, please. And this went on for a while. They could never figure it out. When I say for a while, it's like four years. Sick and then healthy and sick and then healthy. And around this time, her boyfriend ends up moving in with Nancy. And he has his own kid. So now you have this happy little family. And in the middle of this happy little family is Crypto. Now, I want you to guys to be aware this is a paranormal conspiracy true crime podcast. And considering the amount of time I'm giving crypto in this story should kind of let you know where this is going. So I figure I'm not going to... I don't want it to come out of the blue. But anyways, one day, Nancy's in the kitchen making lunches for the kids. And she's like, peanut butter and jelly. And jelly. All of a sudden, a loud noise emanates from the microwave. The fan, like the cooling fan, just turns on out of the blue. Whee! Then it shuts off, and her microwave display says, One new message. And she goes, What? This, I don't get messages on this thing. I mean, not on anything in any microwave I've ever had. It's not like I used to, but this one's broken. Well, how, why, how in the world does this microwave have a message? And she had had this microwave for a while, and that was when she noticed that in the instruction booklet and on the microwave itself, there is a message feature. This is I, this actually, to me, was the most unbelievable part of the story. I looked this up, and there is the user manual for this type of microwave. It is Spacemaker XL microwave oven. It allows you to record short audio messages. Need to go get bananas? You record these little messages, and then you can play them back. But she didn't even know this feature existed. And it said one new message, and it hadn't been there just a few seconds ago. So she, looking at it, she sees the button that allows her to play the message, and it's static. But underneath the static, she can tell someone else is talking. She can hear a voice. She can't understand it, but she can hear something's there. She played it a couple times, super frustrating. She figured, whatever, I got, I got sandwiches to fix. But later on, when her boyfriend gets off work, she tells him about it, and he listens to it, and it's nothing but static. Sounds like someone's talking in the background. So he listens to it again, and again, and again. 
and again. And she says he becomes obsessed with this. He would just sit in the kitchen and listen to it over and over and over again. She said, and this, is, this was a very interesting detail to me that made this story very believable. She said he listened to it tens of times a day. And I thought, that is reasonable. If she had said hundreds of times a day or he'd get off work and all he would do is until late in the early morn, listen, you'd be like, okay, this is obviously not true. Or this guy has no friends, no hobbies. But tens of times, that makes sense. Listen to it 10, 20 times in a day. It's still pretty obsessive, but it's not overly obsessive. But this, as far as she could tell, he was obsessed with this message. And he would play it over and over again. Now, he started to determine something. He goes, it sounds like a male voice. And it sounds like someone speaking in a deep southern drawl. And what they knew about the previous owner was it was a woman. So it wasn't the sense that maybe they weren't really thinking ghost at this point. Like the previous owner showed up and was turning on the microwave. They, 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 I don't even know if they were thinking ghost at all at this point. They could tell the voice was male and had a southern drawl, and that would be weird, but maybe a radio communication. But but the previous owner was a woman, so you can chalk her ghost out of it. A few months later, after this recording was left, Crypto begins a steep decline in his quality of life. And he's gotten so sick, they decide to put him to sleep. And that day, after Nancy took him to the vet and had him put to sleep, she was completely heartbroken. This was her baby for years and years and years. And she is sitting at home, and she's grieving over the loss of crypto, and her boyfriend gets off work. And the very first thing he does is he goes into the kitchen to listen to the microwave message. And she had had enough of this. She thought, out of any day at all, he needs to be here with me. And she gets up to tell him, she's going into the kitchen to tell him to quit playing with the super microwave for one day when all of a sudden her boyfriend meets her halfway and stops her. I know what it says. He took her into the kitchen and they hit play. And clearly, she said clearly she could understand what the message had said. The static was still there. But there was a clear, deep male voice speaking in a southern drawl, cutting above the static, and it said, quote, That feller right there is going to die soon. She freaks out. And she goes, I regret it. It was a bundle of nerves. I just put crypto down. And now I'm listening to this message. That feller right there is going to die soon. She goes, I reached over and I deleted the message. She said a couple months later, the microwave stopped working altogether and they bought a new one. I found this story online written by Fox Glovingly. So, Fox, thanks for posting this really, really interesting read. And obviously, the two big questions to come from this is, why would you build a microwave that takes a message? And where do I get one? But the other two questions are, 
why I think the most important because here's the thing like as paranormal researchers the idea of a ghost leaving a message or white noise anything like that is kind of part and partial with there's whole parts of the ghost hunting industry that only focus on white noise that's their research and that's their proof is bringing in these spirit boxes or bringing in these recordings and listen to it and try to figure out the voices. So white noise is the idea of a ghost speaking and it being picked up on something. That's not out of the realm of normal paranormal research. What's interesting about this one was, one, nobody was recording it in the first place. The microwave turned itself on and recorded it. Did the ghost do that? When we talk about white noise, it's people purposely going in a haunted house with recordings to pick up voices in the static. That wasn't the case. There's no suggestion that these people were having any issues with ghosts before this started. So the white noise being picked up, that's that's fairly normal in our world of research, but them turning them them purposely activating a recording message to leave something. And why weren't they able to hear it earlier? If we accept the existence of white noise, white noise is hearing static and someone goes, bumble, bumble, and it go, dude, he's saying rumble me. He's saying that you and me need to fight paranormal investigator versus paranormal investigator. But this was not intelligible at all. For a long time, they couldn't understand that. We're talking months. But then the day that crypto is put down, you can hear it clear as day. You could nibble this case away, right? And you go, well, that's a little suspicious that she deleted it right away. But if she had saved it, would you have believed it anyways? Like, a skeptic's going to be like, well, anyone could have left that message. So even if she had saved it, I don't know how much evidence that would have been. It would have been nice, obviously, but I can understand in her emotional state she's got rid of it. But why we can say that the ghost or some sort of spirit may have been trying to pass on the message, but why weren't they able to hear it? Until it already happened. That's such a fascinating little side note. And there's no answer to it. There's really no answer to it. I guess you could say maybe there's some... I mean, if I had to make something up, some sort of time phase differential that had to be worked out. And when the spirit said it, it had to wait for a certain time period. But then again, I mean, I'm just making up science fiction stuff, right? And that is fun in a science fiction vein. But in this story, it's just a creepy story. And when I read it, I was thinking... And I, this is a common thing. There's actually a lot of people who believe this. The dead are speaking around us all the time. Like where you're sitting at right now, there's probably at least two or three dead people hanging out. You're like, that's why my room's so messy. It's not me. It's all of the damned souls. No, but I mean, like when you're in your kitchen all by yourself late at night, we figure that. But who's to say there's not some woman standing behind you with like soaking wet hair and she's just staring at you and you'd have no idea. She would have had no idea that there was some old country ghost standing there in the kitchen going, that feller's going to die there soon. If she didn't have a microwave that recorded messages. But that ghost still would have looked at that dog and still would have made that statement and then went on about its business. So what is constantly being said? What is constantly standing behind us in the darkness? Who knows? A creepy mystery that will probably never be solved. Why weren't they able to hear the message until after the dog died? And it wouldn't have changed anything, would it? Even with someone saying, oh, that little fella's going to die there soon. 
crypto still would have had that decline in health. So just a b- bizarre story. Uh, a ghost speaking from beyond the veil. A time traveler. A haunted microwave. Just so many bizarre components. It really has earned its place in the world of high strangeness. We don't have enough time today to talk about the deaf people, whether or not they hear voices. Super intriguing topic. We're going to save that one till tomorrow. So there's a little hook for you. You probably could have guessed it because this episode wasn't titled something like How Do Deaf Hear Voices in Their Head or something. It's trippy. It's really, really trippy, and I want to do it justice, so we'll save it for tomorrow. Also, i got to change the outro. Uh, now this has become a new song. I have to change the outro music but because the new song I was using got me copyright violated because apparently it was a very, very famous music sample, and I was not aware of that. So there'll be a new exit music here. Maybe I'll bring the old one back. I don't know, but deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok, which I will be posting there again soon. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.